one of Mozart's best piano concertos in pocket size, someone said aptly about the first piano quartet in G minor from 1785 when Mozart was 29 years old. He was reaching the pinnacle of his creative development and in the future would create masterpiece upon masterpiece. In this piano quartet, it's as if the Vienna of that time is reflected in both darkness and light, in both powdered wig and wrinkled knee stockings. The small format with piano, violin, viola, and cello provides a transparency and presence where the individual parts loving conversations with each other appear in smallest detail. And we can hear every intimate whisper, no matter how hard they might try to keep it a secret from us. Words from the Gothenburg Symphony about this piano quartet by Mozart describing the work in a way that captures something of the spirit of the time. Robert Harris continues in this vein in his volume, What to Listen for in Mozart. Yes, he writes, the quartet is a serious work, but it is also a glorious one, with a first movement which cleverly integrates the piano with the three stringed instruments in a collaboration of grace as well as depth. In the development, especially, we can hear and listen for the way in which Mozart combines the sounds of the four instruments to create a moment of true musical explosiveness. The second movement provides a restful contrast to the bustle and seriousness of the first, and the third begins with a magical theme which sets off a little bundle of charm and happiness to end this exceptional work. These may not be quite the terms we'd use to talk about this quartet at this point in the 21st century when we'd be somewhat less, maybe less sentimental. But still, we will have a chance to hear Mozart's piano quartet in G minor in the midst of our lives in 2023 as the piece reveals its secrets and delights to us this day in a concert by the Northeastern Pennsylvania Chamber Music Society pairing Mozart with Richard Strauss this weekend in Wilkes-Barre and the Scranton area, violinist John Vida and violist Amy Iwazumi, co-founders of NEPA CMS, paid a visit to the WVIA studios to invite us to experience the musical conversation among friends that they are pleased to share. This is our first concert of the 2023 New Year. We're kicking it off with an evening of piano quartets, starting with the Mozart G minor piano quartet, affectionately known to musicians as Answer the Telephone. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that maybe later. And then the Richard Strauss, not to confuse with Johann Strauss, no relation, Richard Strauss piano quartet. And I think you have some good things to do in the Mozart anyway, Amy. Were you the violist this time round? Yes. Yes, and Mozart will talk about what he did from the piano trio to the piano quartet here and see what he's laid out for you. Yeah, so this is one of the first major works for a piano quartet. Traditionally, you know, the piano trio was more common, and then you added the viola into the mix, and it was commissioned by... Hofmeister. Hofmeister, yes. And he was not very happy about this piano quartet because it was too difficult for amateurs. The idea was to have these little chamber ensembles that amateurs can play and enjoy with 
you know, a party at their home, but this was clearly a little bit too much for them, and it didn't sell very well. And initially, he actually wanted Mozart to, to write three of them. Uh, he submitted the first one, and that's where he said, you know, it's a little bit too difficult. And so he said he washed his hands of the of the commission and said, you know, you're, you're absolved of that. But Mozart actually went on and wrote another one in E-flat major. So we have, we have two from Mozart, actually. When we think about what you just said about adding the viola, he liked to play the viola, didn't he? Yes, and he, he usually gave the viola much more involved parts than, say, like a Haydn string quartet. It was usually the first violin and everybody else. But with Mozart, yeah, there's there's always some juicy bits for the viola because he, he liked the viola so much. And I think he was really adept at making the most of what the instrument can do. And I mean, this, this piano quartet, it's the first real substantial work in this genre, but it's also one of the great ones. And Hofmeister was, was right. It is difficult individually, and I think as an ensemble as well. It's a little bit quirky as far as Mozart goes. And the reason, you know, I said it's affectionately known as Answer the Telephone. In the music world, and that's how I first got to learn this piece. I've actually never played it before, but I've always known it as Answer the Telephone, <laughs> which is, the, uh, of course, the theme for the first movement that repeats over and over. And you're doing it all at once. Correct. You know, as Amy was saying, when you add that viola, the piano trio repertoire, while it's great and it's vast, adding the adding the viola just gives it this extra layer of almost a symphonic quality that you don't get from from the piano trio. So he was really reconceiving what might have been a trio. He was making it something new exactly. and fresh. And it seems kind of serious at the start. And then it just goes into this lovely lilting rondo. By the time we get through the entire work, I mean, it's light, it's happy, it's fun. It's all those things you, you think of Mozart and, and his more comical works. And he can do that, can't he? I mean, a lot of people, you'd say, well, that's forced to start in maybe a darker place or a little more serious or mysterious place and then wind up with frivolity. But he had a way of making that work without being gimmicky. Yeah, and I think actually and this maybe applies to the Strauss as well. With Mozart, there's... There's a nice arc to the work. Everything seems to be progressing towards the lighter side. Amy, we can guess what you'll say. Is that viola portion in the second movement something that is just lovely for you to play? Oh, of course. A anything that is given to the viola is... We, we don't have as many great moments as, say, a violin or a cello does, so... When something is given to the viola, we, we try to make the most of it <laughs> because it's it's a treasured moment. What role do these moments play? Um, it's it's teamwork, but it's also it's kind of like a dash of color that comes out of a mesh of colors. If kind of comparing it to an artwork. And John, are there moments of your coming forth like that some way or some exchange with one or other of the players that's just a real delight. I, I mean, I think that describes the entire work. 
you know, again, kind of comparing the Strauss, the Strauss, we think of, you know, as a symphonic composer, but the Strauss that we're playing is a very early work, but yet he has this quality where he, he likes to, to layer the music and he'll often double, even triple a melody. And the Mozart, it's often very independent. Of course, there's the exception of the, the opening of, of the first movement, but then he very quickly goes on into separating the, the instruments. Introduce us to the folks who will be with you. Well, joining us on cello is Brian Hazlett, who is originally from Texas, but currently lives in Miami, who's coming up on Tuesday and will start rehearsing. And then Brian Farrell is our pianist, who's a local member and a very frequent guest on NEPA CMS. We're excited to have both of them, and we're informally calling this the Brian and Brian Duel concert. <laughs> Whenever we play Richard Strauss, we often say, oh, and he was such a lover of Mozart. This is early Strauss. Was he a lover of Mozart then, or what was going on in his life that led to this? Well, when I listen to this piece, and I haven't played either one of these, but the more I listen, the more I practice it too in preparation, I hear a lot of different composers actually. Definitely Mozart, a lot of Brahms actually, and then there's this one moment, beautiful moment in the third movement of the Strauss that reminds me, it's eerily similar to the second movement of the Brahms Second Symphony, where he turns this phrase and has this one beautiful progression that's kind of the pivotal moment in that melody so i i think there's there's probably some borrowing going on and surely strauss must have been aware of of brahms's piano quartets because besides mozart i think brahms is probably the the next in line as far as the canon of of the piano quartet repertoire you referred to strauss and we know the symphonic strauss well his uh, violin sonata is fairly well known and there are a lot of elements in the piano quartet I find that is also found in the violin sonata and um and they were written you know within years of each other this right around the same time both were were youthful works mm -hmm. he's a remarkable composer for voice operas the four last songs we know that is that sense of melody here I think there are definitely um signs of it of what's to come in his future I think there are still some, I don't know if figuring it out is the right word, but it's still kind of a, a young work, but still very beautiful moments in there. You can definitely hear cello solos and viola solos and of course violin and piano solos kind of interspersed in the in the work. Like Amy said, you, you kind of get a hint of what's to come with Strauss. There's moments where you hear, oh, maybe that's Till Eulenspiegel, for example, right? Or that's from the four last songs. And as we discussed, it actually kind of reminds me of some somebody like Bartok. His his piano quintet is very different in a way from the music that comes later, but you can kind of hear elements of, of what's to come. And I think the same thing is here with the with the Strauss. We're curious how programs come together. Mozart and the Strauss piano quartet. How is it that those works have come together on this program? Well, at some point, and I don't remember when, but Brian Farrell, our pianist, told me that he, he really wanted to perform the Mozart G minor. And I said, great, let's, let's, let's do it. I went back and forth with program ideas. Uh, originally, we were going to actually program a trio with that, but then we decided, let's just do all piano quartets. And the Strauss is something that I, I've known about for a long time. I've heard. I've never performed it, though. So let's go for it. I'm curious, too, with two string players in a household, 
and you're coming up on a concert, do you practice separately? Do you ever come together and say, let's do this part? How does that work in your household? Uh, well, we start by truly practicing separately. And then most of the time, actually, we do come together and work on some passages as much as we can without the, the third string player. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's certainly helpful. How do you know Brian in Miami? How did he come into your circle? So I teach every summer at the Killington Music Festival in Vermont, and I met Brian two summers ago at Killington Music Festival, and we did a lot of playing over the past two summers together. And Brian, who is here as the pianist Farrell, how is it that he's here? Is he from this area? Brian is originally from this area, yes. And actually, I knew him when I was, I think I met him, I was probably eight years old. And I remember distinctly playing in the orchestra in St. Stephen's. He was playing the Liszt Piano Concerto, and I was in the orchestra for that as a little kid. Fast forward, I don't know, 30 years, and he moved back to the area a couple summers ago. And when I heard that, I, I just called him up and I said, hey, do you want to play some chamber music? And he said, sure. Where will you be performing this program? At St. Stephen's, uh, which is our home base for our concert series on Saturday, January 7 at 7 p.m. And we will also be repeating the program in Clark Summit, the First Presbyterian Church at Clark Summit on Sunday at 4 p.m. Amy Iwazumi, viola, and John Vida, violin, co-founders of the Northeastern Pennsylvania Chamber Music Society, speaking about two concerts this weekend. The first will be January 7th, Saturday evening at 7, and that's at St. Stephen's Episcopal Church, 35 South Franklin Street in downtown Wilkes-Barre. And again, as we heard, it's the Mozart and Richard Strauss Piano Quartets, Mozart's Piano Quartet in G minor, and the Richard Strauss Piano Quartet is in C minor. And they will be joined by their friends Brian Farrell, piano, and Brian Hazlett, cello. And that program will be repeated Sunday, so the following afternoon at 4 o'clock, Sunday, January 8th, at the First Presbyterian Church in Clark Summit, 300 School Street, and that concert is free of charge because it's part of their continuing Arts at First Presbyterian series. So you can join them in Wilkes-Barre on Saturday evening at St. Stephen's Church, 35 South Franklin Street at 7, that's Saturday evening at 7, or Sunday afternoon at 4 at the First Presbyterian Church, School Street in Clark Summit. For more information on the web, N-E-P-A, cms.org, n-e-p-a-c-m-s dot org.